Chapter 10 of The Call of the Wildflower by Henry S. Salt. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 10 A Sandy Common. The common overgrown with fern yields no unpleasing ramble, there the turf smells fresh and rich in odoriferous herbs and fungus fruits of earth, regales the sense with luxury of unexpected sweets. Cowper. Stretched between the north downs and the weald, through the west part of Kent, in the length of Surrey, runs the parallel range of green sand, which in a few places, as at Toys Hill and Leith Hill, equals or overtops its rival, but in elsewhere content to keep a lower level, as a region of high open commons and heaths, the light soil of this district shows a flora as different from that of the chalk hills on its north as of the wilden clays on its south, so that a botanist has here the choice of three kingdoms to explore. In natural beauty, these hills can hardly compare with the downs. For my part, wrote Gilbert White, I think there is something peculiarly sweet and amusing in the shapely figured aspect of chalk hills in preference to those of stone, which are rugged, broken, abrupt, and shapeless. The same opinion was held by William Morris, who once declined to visit a friend of his, from whom I had the story, because he was living on just such a sandy common in West Surrey, where the formless and lumpish outline of the land was a pain to the artistic eye. For hygienic reasons, however, a sandy soil is reputed best to dwell upon, and I have heard a tale, told as a warning to those who are over-fastidious in their choice of a site, of a pious old gentleman who, being determined to settle only where he could be assured of two conditions, a sandy soil and the pure gospel, finally died without either in a Bloomsbury hotel. The gorse and broom in spring and in autumn the heather are the marked features of the sandy common, the foxglove too, which has a strong taste for lime, here often thrives in vast abundance, and makes a great splash of purple at the edge of the woods. But even apart from these more conspicuous plants, the barren heath, as it is sometimes called, is well able to hold its own in a flower-lover's affection, though the absence of the finer orchids and of some other flowers that pertain to the chalk makes it perhaps less exciting as a field of adventure, in Crabbe's words, and then how fine the herbage, men may say, a heath is barren, nothing is so gay. From May to September, the common is sprinkled with a bright succession of flowers, the slender moincha, akin to the campions and chickweeds, dove's foot, Cranesville, Tormentil, Heathbedstraw, Speedwells of several species, Autumnal Harebell, and Goldenrod, each in turn playing its part. Among the aristocracy of the small people are the bird's foot, an elfin creature, with tiny pinnate leaves and creamy crimson vein blossoms. The modest milkwort, itself far from a rarity, yet so lovely that it shames us in our desire for the rare, and the trailing St. John's wort, which we hail as the beauty of the family, until presently, meeting with its upright sister of the smooth, heart-shaped leaves and the golden red-stained buds, we are forced to own that to her the name of the Hypericum pulchrum most rightly belongs. But the chief prize of the sandy heath is the Deptford pink, a rare annual of uncertain appearance, which bears the unmistakable stamp of nobility. It is a red-letter day for the flower-lover when he finds a small colony of these commonly plants on some dry grassy margin. It was on a bank in Westerham Park that I first met with them, and there they reappeared, though in lessening numbers, in the two succeeding seasons. 
there was also a solitary flower growing unpicked strange to say close beside one of the most frequented tracks that skirt the neighboring common in the woods of beech and fir with which the hill is fringed there are more fungi than flowers and here too the call of the wild is felt though to a feast of a less ethereal order fungus hunting is one of the best of sports and a joy unknown to those who imagine that the orthodox mushroom of the market is the only wholesome species and it is worthy of note that whereas the true meadow mushroom is procurable during only a few weeks of the year the fungus eater can pursue his quarry during six or seven months so great is the variety at his disposal among the delicacies that these woods produce are the red flesh mushroom a brown-topped warty plant which becomes rufous when bruised the gold-colored chantrelle often found growing in profusion along bushy paths and dingles the big edible boletus ignored in this country but well appreciated on the continent and best of all deserving indeed of its latin name the agaricus deliciosus or orange milk agaric so called because its flesh when broken exudes an orange-colored juice it is easy to identify these and many other species with the help of a handbook and it therefore seems strange that englishmen as compared with other races should be prejudiced against the use of this valuable form of food as for the country folk who live within easy reach of such dainties yet would rather starve than eat a toadstool what can one say of them o fortunatos nimium suasi bona norit from the south side of these fir woods one formerly emerged almost at a step onto the escarpment that overlooks the weald and at one of the finest viewpoints in kent or surrey but the trees were felled during the war by portuguese woodmen imported for that lamentable purpose the spot is remembered by me for another reason for there in the years before the madness of europe used to sit almost daily a very aged man whose home was on the hillside close by and was brought out by his own wish that he might spend his declining days not in moping by a kitchen fire but in gazing across the wide expanse of weald where all the landmarks were familiar to him and of which he seemed never too weary no more truly devout old age could have been desired for there was no mistaking his genuine love for what richard jeffreys called the pageant of summer the open-air panorama of the seasons as observed from that heathery watch-tower the only cloud on his horizon so to speak was the flock of aeroplanes which even then were beginning to mar the sky's calmness of these he would sagely remark that if a man had been intended to fly the almighty would have given him wings had the old philosopher known to what hellish uses those engines were presently to be put he might have wondered still more at such thwarting of the divine intent of sand pits there are several on the common and their disused borders are favorite haunts for wild flowers the least cut weed a slender wisp of a plant is native there the small flowered cranes bill which is liable to be confounded with the dove's foot also one or two curious aliens such as the canadian fleabane and the norwegian pontentilla which resembles the common cinquefoil but has smaller flowers but what most allured me to the spot was the sheep scabious or as it is more prettily named in the latin Gisione montana is a delightful little plant baffling alike in name form and color it is called a scabious yet is not one it is classed as a campanella and seen through a lens is found to be not one but many campanellas a number of tiny bells united in a single head then its hue was there ever a tint more elusive 
more indefinable than that of its many petals? Is it gray, or blue, or lavender, or lilac, or what? We only know that the flower is very beautiful as it blooms on sandy bank or roadside wall. At the side of a small plantation that borders the heath, there thrives the alien small-flowered balsam, which, like some of its handsomer kinsfolk, seems to be quickly extending its range. Near the same spot I noticed several years ago on a winter day a patch of large, soft, pale green leaves, which at a hasty glance I took to be those of the scented colt's foot, but when I passed that way in the following spring, I was surprised to see that several long stalks, bearing bright yellow composite flowers, had risen from the mass of foliage. It proved to be the leopard's bane, probably an escape from some neighboring garden, but already well established and thriving like any native. But the common does not consist wholly of dry ground. In one place, near the center of the golf course, there was a marshy depression, and in it a small pond where the water is a foot or two deep in winter, but in a hot summer almost disappears. Here a double discovery awaits the inquirer. The muddy pool is full of one of the rare mints, pennyroyal, and with it grows the curious Helocyadium inundatum, or least marshwort, a small, umbiliferous plant which has more the habit and appearance of a water crowfoot, its lower leaves being cut in fine hair-like segments. Nor do the fields and lanes that adjoin the heath lack their distinctive charm. The orpine, or livelong, a handsome purple stone crop, is not uncommon by the hedgeside, and the lovely geranium striatum, or striped crane's bill, an occasional straggler from the gardens, has made for itself a home. A hardy little adventurer it is, and one hopes it may yet win a place among British flowers, as many a less desirable immigrant has done. Poppies and corn marigolds are a wonder of red and gold in the cultivated fields. The poppies, as usual, looking their best, if agriculturists will pardon the remark, when they have a crop of wheat for a background. The queer little novel springs up among spurry and parsley peart, and in one locality is the lesser snapdragon, which always commands attention, partly for its uncommonness, and partly as a scion of the romantic race of Anturinium, which is a fascination not for children only, but for all lovers of the quaint. I have mentioned the golf course. To many a common, the golfers are becoming what the builders are to the downs, invaders who, by the trimming of grass and cutting down of bushes, are turning the natural into the artificial, and appropriating, for the use of the few, the possession of the many. To everyone his recreation ground. But are not the golf clubs getting rather more than their portion? End of chapter 10